You're listening to Burning Brightly, episode 33, The Danger of Justification. This is Burning Brightly, a podcast for Christian moms who are feeling called to build a business and share their light with the world. I'm Bonnie Wiscombe, a life coach, mom, and entrepreneur, and I'm honored to be your guide as you face this business building adventure full of highs, lows, and everything in between. This is where we help each other find the courage to shine. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the show. I have to tell you guys about a show I just watched on Netflix called All the Light We Cannot See. If you're a reader, you may have read the book already. It was pretty phenomenal, the book. There were a few things about the ending that I hated, literally hated. You could go read all my scathing reviews on Goodreads, but the episodes were phenomenal. It's just a really short mini series, just four episodes, but it was really well done, really beautiful, and they changed the ending and fixed the thing that I hated the most. So I really, really highly recommend it. It is a World War II drama, so yes, it is dramatic, it is scary, suspenseful, but also so, so, so beautiful. But the reason I bring that up is because we're going to talk a little bit about World War II today. Day and some of the atrocities that happened there because I think it plays in really well to this concept of justification that I want to expose you to. I really, really love reading and learning about World War II. I've tried to ask myself why over the years, like there were a lot of horrible things that happened. Why are not just me, but so many people so interested in that fight and in the war in general and the stories surrounding it. And I think that one of the main reasons is probably because it seems, at least to us in our generation, like a really classic good versus evil story that at least when Hitler is framed as the evil side, we're like, yeah, and then we all went and fought against him and the good guys won. Now, of course, the entire world probably doesn't agree with that that definition, especially the ones that were on Germany's side. But for, for those of us in the West, I, I think we kind of see it like that. But what I want to think about here for just a second is about the millions of men, predominantly men, I think some women too, who were part of the German Nazi forces. Surely they weren't all evil, right? No country could possibly have millions of people that are quote unquote evil. Now, of course, that that could lead us into a discussion that we could we could take all day long discussing good versus evil and whether or not people are innately good or evil or whether it's just the choices they make that are good or evil. That could be a fascinating discussion. Maybe we'll do another podcast about that. But I have always wondered ever since I knew about World War II for the first time, what would make a good Christian man leave his family to go fight for his country and end up committing atrocities that had the rest of the world just with their jaws dropped on the ground, completely horrified that these kinds of atrocities could happen at the hands of normal human beings that we would have just passed on the street. What makes a normal, quote unquote, good Christian person do some of the things that we know that the Nazi forces did during World War II? And not that just the Nazis. I, I fully understand that there were many other countries and many other forces that did horrible things, allies included. But years ago, I read a fascinating article about this concept, and it explained that these men, and actually every human being to ever walk the earth, struggled with the concept of justification. And to explain it, let's look at some of these Nazis, okay? It would look like something like this. A man goes into the service, he feels like he's a good person, he's a soldier, and yet one day his commanding officer tells him to be a little bit rough with the Jewish family. And it pricks something inside of him. It doesn't feel right. He feels a little bad, but he's also constantly being fed very convincing propaganda that tells him that the Jews are evil and inhuman. So his brain has two choices. 
it can go against the orders of his not only his commanding officer, but his in the entire country telling him that, that their force is, is doing the, the right thing and, and stop what he's doing and keep his integrity, not betray himself. Or he can listen to the propaganda and all of this that's being fed to him from his commanding officer and, and those above him and believe that the Jews are evil and continue in these actions. Now, if this person has already committed any atrocity against the Jews, choice number two will always be easier because it maintains the person's integrity. If you believe you're a good person and you would never do something mean or evil to another human being, when you do act that way for whatever reason, then your integrity is at risk or the other potential truth to your brain is that maybe the Jews are inhuman. So justification is a self-defense mechanism. It exists to ensure that our life remains simple and as easy as possible. It keeps us from getting hurt or facing really painful emotions. And the, the emotion of self-betrayal is a very painful, shameful emotion. So if there is any other option other than believing I've betrayed myself and everything I hold dear, I'm going to choose that one. And if the propaganda coming from your country or any other source is strong enough, I'm going to believe that and latch onto that so I don't have to believe that I might be a bad person for treating another human being in this way. Fascinating, right? So here's another example that might be a, hit a little bit closer to home since none of us lived through World War II. Unfortunately, devastatingly, I know way too many women who have had a husband who's dealt with infidelity. And usually once the truth of the infidelity comes out, the wives find themselves realizing that there were other clues that came before this final truth. So why does it often take overwhelming evidence to finally convince someone that the spouse is being unfaithful? Justification. They're trying to justify this beautiful life that they think they lead with these clues that don't fit in the picture. And so very often they just ignore the clues because it's so much more painful to confront them. So what about people who are physically or sexually abused and then make it their own fault in their mind. That is such a heartbreaking phenomenon, but it happens very often. Also, justification. They're trying to justify this bad behavior that's happening to them in a way that makes them be able to get up and continue on every day. And very often it's easier for them to blame themselves than it is to blame this loved one. So let's talk about the definition for a second. What does the word justification mean? To justify means to defend or uphold as warranted or well-grounded or to show something to be just or right. So defend or uphold as warranted, or to show something to be just or right. So in the examples I've just listed, acknowledging that the Jews were human beings and did not deserve maltreatment would not only mean that the Nazi himself had just committed evil, but like I said, that the entire country's war effort was misguided. That would have been huge. And turns out it was, that was true. <laughs> or that the woman of the unfaithful man might have to confront divorce and life alone. That is a devastating thought. Or that the abused person might not be safe in their own home. They might need to leave a relationship and confront some really uncomfortable emotions and reality in order to care for themselves. They might have to leave this relationship they value when they finally realize it's not good for them. So these are some serious kind of depressing examples. I'm sorry that I, that I started with World War II. That was, that was kind of a low blow. But we do this to ourselves in less serious examples all the time. Other situations like this come up all the time. We're in, coming in the holidays here. Let's talk the last about the last time that you went off an eating or an exercise plan. You were going to exercise three times a week. You were going to eliminate sugar, whatever it is. How often does one or two cookies turn into, oh, what the heck? I've already broken my no sugar rule. I'm just going to eat the rest of the pack, uh, like all the time. <laughs> 
all the time. Or a business goal. I didn't make my goal of getting a new client this week, so I'm just going to turn off my computer and go watch Netflix. Screw it. Who cares? That's justification. Our brain is looking for ways to justify our own bad behavior or that of our loved ones so that we can stay safe and happy. Because keeping the computer on and slogging through the work tasks we gave ourselves without getting the result of the client that we thought we were going to get is painful and uncomfortable and it makes us feel frustrated. Or putting down the two cookies and acknowledging I can still stay on track is a lot harder than just saying, eh, forget it, I'll just keep eating these Oreos. In fact, if we go back to some of the examples that, that include a loved one behaving badly, confronting that loved one's bad behavior can sometimes be tragically life-altering and, and it's very often just easier to keep our head in the sand. So very often we unwittingly tell ourselves stories for years that reinforce this ostrich behavior. I'll give you an example of a couple of these head in the sand thoughts here, but I want to see if any of these sound familiar to you or if you have a similar one. What about, I could never own my own business. I'm just not organized enough. Or I could never lose the weight and keep it off. I just like sweets too much. Or I could never end up being a single mom. I just wouldn't survive. So these stories might sound true. They might sound real. You might have plenty of evidence to back them up. But what they're doing is justifying you potentially looking at a better path for yourself because it's going to be hard first before it gets better. These stories are not true. And any similar ones that come up for you, they are simply stories that we hold on to to keep us from confronting things that are incredibly difficult. And again, I went with the really depressing life-altering examples to prove a point, but but the lesser examples happen to us all the time. We're looking for ways out of the hard things we've asked ourselves to do. And if we can slide backwards on our goal and justify the little mistakes we make, then we stay safe a little bit longer. So what do we do now? Now that we've acknowledged that sometimes this justification happens, how do we stop ourselves from slipping into it? Let's go back to the stories for a second. First tip, watch the stories you're telling yourselves. Even before it becomes a problem, pay attention. Are you constantly telling yourself some victimhood story because that's just become your personality or your rallying cry? Are you currently justifying something in your mind that deep down you know is not right? Or are you allowing someone to mistreat you or abuse boundaries? Are you allowing yourself to continue harmful practices that are shortening your life because it's just easier? Or are you allowing the world or your loved ones to keep you in a box because it's too scary to consider what else you might be capable of? So if you know you struggle with these, start writing those stories down and take a look at them from a very objective viewpoint. If necessary, bring them to a coach or even a a trusted friend and say, what do you see wrong with these stories? I find myself telling myself these stories over and over and over, but I think they're holding me back. Can you help me? Okay, that's a great place to start. Second tip, ask yourself this question. What is the worst that could happen? I love going to doomsday scenario because it almost never ends up being the worst case scenario, but it's good to go there. What if you could stick to the eating plan that you want to? What's the worst it could be? Do you eliminate sugar for a while? Maybe for a year? Maybe forever? Would that kill you? It would actually probably make you much healthier than we all are right now, right? What if you could make the extra money that your family needs or wants? How hard could it possibly be? And go to worst case scenario. Go to a scenario where you wouldn't be willing to, to stay there. Like, well, I'd have to work 50 hours as a nurse or I'd have to work 60 hours as a janitor or whatever. But go there. Let's just take a look at it. What, what would that mean? What would that look like? Another example, what if you could demand more respect in a relationship? Could you survive really putting your foot down around some boundaries? Could you survive not having that person in your life? Yeah, I bet you could. And then... Third tip, once you've gone to the worst case scenario, I want you to ask yourself this, 
What's the best thing that could happen? What would life be like without my food addictions? What would life be like with this incredible life-altering business? What could life be like with more self-respect and less feeling like a doormat in some of my relationships? And all of a sudden, we look at the negative possibility and we look at the positive possibility and we only want the positive and we realize chances are good the negative is going to be way less than we anticipate and the positive could be even better. Now remember, back to the definition of justification. Justification is us trying to show that something is just or right. If something does not feel just or right in your life, if your gut is telling you something is not right here, I I could do better, I could require better, I could ask for better, even if it's just not living up to your highest potential, why are you holding on to it? Why do you continue justifying that behavior either from yourself or from another person? And why are you defending it? You absolutely deserve better. Yes, you do, from the world, from your loved ones, but mostly from yourself. Do not let your survival brain justify the behaviors that you keep doing to yourself that just keep you safe and don't allow you to grow and become the best version of yourself. Don't allow that survival brain to justify laziness or ignoring that call to be something better. Because what if you can't even imagine what's on the other side of these stories? What if you could let them go and become something completely unimaginable? How exciting is that? Okay, friends, I hope you love this episode. I hope it made sense. As always, please email me if you have a topic you'd love to hear on the podcast or you have questions about anything I talk about here. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Are you ready to get started on your dream business? Join Finding Your Side Hustle, my digital course that will guide you through discovering what it is you love and how to turn it into a family-friendly business. Are you ready for one-on-one support as a mom or entrepreneur? Schedule a free coaching call with me to work on the goals you have for your life, including business success, weight loss, or better relationships. I can't wait to help you make progress on your dreams. Oh,